Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arp Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arp Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Crochet versus Caraway. And ask me questions if I was confusing. Today, the White Sox made a rather curious move, calling up Garrett Crochet, their first-round draft pick, without, obviously, a single game of minor league experience. And I'm reading the I really approve of this move rather widely across the Twitter. Now, I haven't gone to blogs or anything yet. don't really have a blog, a White Sox blog that I consider my own. It's an interesting move. It's an interesting gamble. And some people will say, well, if the White Sox are doing it with Garrett Crochet, why aren't the Cubs doing it with Burl Carraway? Very valid question. Very valid question. I do think Crochet has a longer resume in college ball than does Caraway. I was listening to Crochet games in 2018 because Tennessee was a fascinating squad. He was either their Friday or Saturday guy. I can't remember which specifically, but he was either Friday or Saturday. And when he was pitching, if there were no other games going on and I was up and about, I'd probably pop in because first off, the Nebraska, the Tennessee radio crew is adequate. I just thought of an interesting sidelight that this might take. Um, and, yeah, Crochet has left-hander, throws hard. He made sense for 2020. And he pitched quite a bit in the SEC against valid hitters before. He presumably showed in the he presumably showed in the alternate training site, Schaumburg, I think it is with the White Sox, that he was ready. And if the White Sox want to call him up and give him a 40 man roster spot, bully for them. It's not a direct comp for Caraway reasonably close, but what I want to do is look at two prior White Sox, two prior White Sox pitchers and how their usage in the minor leagues, or lack thereof, may have negatively affected, affected their effectiveness at the major league level. First one is Carson Fulmer. If you've been around long enough, you've heard me talk about Carson Fulmer before. Baseball fans enjoy calling Carson Fulmer a bust. 
Fulmer was a first-round draft choice in the 2015 draft. 2015 draft. That's right. He was taken one before Ian Happ. One pick before Ian Happ. His first year, the White Sox had him pitch 22 innings at the advanced A level. Not even messing with the lower level stuff. Just, we're going to get you to double, uh, to advanced A as quickly as possible and pitch there. Interesting idea. The next, uh, he also pitched an inning in the Arizona Fall League. Probably no harm there. 2016, his first full professional campaign. 67 innings at double A, 11.2 at triple A, and then he was brought to the major leagues. Now, if you're of the mind that the minor leagues are just about getting in innings to get ready to move the best players you have in your pipeline onto Major League Baseball, that probably seems like how a pitcher should be advanced. I'm much more of a mind that a pitcher who's going to be a major league arm should probably have three completely valid major league pitches. Three completely valid major league pitches before he steps foot on a major league rubber. If he doesn't have three major league pitches before he steps foot on a major league rubber, there's absolutely no reason for him to be on that major league rubber at all. Regardless how high he was picked, how low he was picked, how whatever he was picked. The White Sox rushed Fulmer to the major leagues. They thought he can possibly help us right away. 22 innings at the A-plus level. 67 at double-A. 11 and two-thirds at triple-A. Then straight off to the major leagues. And here's the thing. Surprise, surprise. It didn't work. In those, what would it be? 60, 70, 80, 90. In those about 100, right about 100 innings. In the 100 plus innings he had of minor league baseball, he amazingly somehow didn't learn how to locate his fastball, locate his breaking ball, locate his changeup. And since he couldn't locate his fastball, changeup, or breaking ball, he flopped at the major league level. Now you tell me, whose fault was that? Come on, just do all those things that you're supposed to do. No, that doesn't work. A pitcher develops by having good outings and crappy outings. Wow. This team that I thought I was going to do a whole lot better than at the Midwest League level or the South Atlantic League level, I thought I was going to carve them. They beat the snot out of me. Two and two-thirds innings, I gave up eight runs. How the heck did that happen? Oh, the other guys are good, too. Hmm. I didn't know that. So what they were banking on was 
he wasn't going to learn much anyway. So let's just get his skill to the major league level and let his skill show off there. It's not just skill when it comes to pitching. It's ability to execute pitches time after time after time. And you don't necessarily learn that in over only 100 minor league innings. Okay, so we put aside Michael Fulmer, Carson Fulmer, correction. We put aside Carson Fulmer because his career is over and done, finished with. Nobody wants to touch him. Let's go to Ian Hamilton, 11th round draft selection from Washington State in 2016, the year following Carson Fulmer, the same round as Michael Rucker, who I've somewhat recently talked about. And the name Ian Hamilton rung a bell. I couldn't quite place why. I couldn't quite place why. But in 2016, the Cubs drafted, the White Sox drafted, Ian Hamilton in the 11th round, not an early pick, not an early pick, out of Washington State. And by 2018, his second full professional season, Ian Hamilton was pitching at the major league level. And... I'll put it this way. He's struggled. He hasn't struggled horribly, but he's struggled. You're asking, well, what's Ian? I've never heard of Ian Hamilton. What does, what the heck does Ian Hamilton have anything to do with anything regarding Carson, regarding Carson Fulmer? When Carson Fulmer was activated to the 25-man roster, the White Sox moved this player here and that player there and the other person there. And Ian Hamilton was designated for assignment. I don't know Jack about Ian Hamilton. However, he's been a part of the Chicago White Sox bullpen this season. Now, you have two options. You can go with either one, but I see you, you have two options. Either the White Sox hurried Ian Hamilton to the major leagues, thereby hampering his development. That's one. Or they had a pitcher at the major league level who didn't belong there this year. Those are your two options. Either they had a guy who didn't belong there or they rushed him. Either or. Now, I like to play the DFA Wired game. And as you know, a couple days ago, I had a podcast saying the Cubs should claim Cardinals reliever Rob Kaminsky on waivers. If it gets to the point where Kaminsky clears waivers and the Cubs do not get Kaminsky. I would claim the living daylights out of Ian Hamilton. Is he any good? I don't know. But he went from 11th rounder from Washington State to the major leagues in two years. That indicates to me he probably has some sort of ability. I would imagine he has at least 
one option season remaining, though he may have two. Either way, I've been playing the left column, right column game, and there are enough players on the Cubs roster that I don't see any immediate value in. I claim Ian Hamilton. If Kaminsky is not on waiver, or whichever one gets put on waivers first, I'd claim him. If I don't get that player, I'd claim the other. Because when you have a 40-man roster spot and you have a pitcher, there's really no specific way to tell which guy that has had reasonably adequate numbers will be useful in the future. There's just not that much information, I don't think. Sometimes when a player gets to a new organization, they hear the same words from different mouths or slightly different words from different mouths. And Oh, 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 okay. I'm supposed to trust my stuff. That's what boils to usually. Either pitchers don't have the ability or they do. If they don't have the ability, you're probably wasting your time unless they figure it out. If they do have the ability, they can either figure it out or they don't. If they have the ability and they figure it out, you've got something. If they have something, or if they have the ability and they just haven't quite put it all together, the light bulb hasn't gone on yet, then you're going to have a guy who struggles. Presumably, anyone who has been designated for assignment is probably in that sort of a range. Has ability, hasn't figured it out yet. Ian Hamilton is still a very young pitcher. If the Cubs act, um, claim him on waivers and he figures it the heck out, they will have him through 2026 cost-controlled. And they can say thank you to the White Sox. Burl Caraway, if he would have been called up, the Cubs would have had to have released someone in one way, shape, or fashion. Probably he would not have been successful. Otherwise, Sahadev Sharma would not have said in his article that he wasn't ready. Ian Hamilton, he might be. He might be perfectly ready. He might be very good for, we're going to send you to the alternate training site and work the heck out of you in the off-season and stuff, and we're going to use you as a low-leverage guy in the bullpen next year, or possibly send you to Iowa. I'm completely good with Ian Hamilton getting claimed. And it's very possible some other team is thinking exactly the same thing. The White Sox chronically rush their pitchers to the major leagues. They did it with Fulmer. They did it with Ian Hamilton. Right now, they're obviously doing it with Garrett Crochet. If it works now, this year, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. If it doesn't work now, this year, it costs them Ian Hamilton. 
It cost them Ian Hamilton, and it cost them a 40-man roster spot all off-season long. Will Crochet be allowed to go down to the minor leagues next year? And we're going to send you to the lowest level possible and get you to work on all your pitches. Will the White Sox do that with him? Will they be allowed to do that with him? Will he stay healthy the entire time? He's taken up a 40-man roster spot from now until they release him. Or from now until they trade him or he becomes a free agent, or whatever the heck. If it works, it was a great call. My comment on moves like this is the same as it was back about a week and a half ago. It's kind of like you're out on a date with someone, you're on your second date, and you decide, hey honey, let's run off to Vegas and get a quickie marriage. It might work. It might be the best decision you've ever made. The best decision you've ever made. It might be. Or there's a much higher likelihood it won't work. Because it's just too soon. You don't know all the things that are necessary yet. I'm completely fine with the White Sox calling up Garrett Crochet. He's a more experienced pitcher than Burl Carraway. He's already had to use two or three pitches in games because he's pitched at the ACC level against better competition than Carraway was facing. Maybe he's ready. Maybe he's ready. Maybe the White Sox are just looking for that one person to come in and mulch that guy in the series against the Yankees or whoever. Maybe it works for him. And I'm very happy they're trying. It, it's nice to have teams trying different things. I think it's a bad, bad decision, but I'm glad they're doing it because now we can have at least the discussion. Calling up Crochet, it's ballsy. It's very ballsy. It's very, I want to win now, which is fine. I sure wouldn't do it unless I really thought he was going to be productive. If Crochet is a leverage reliever for the White Sox down the stretch and he makes them a better team in the postseason and he takes a postseason roster spot and he is a threat in doing so and makes the White Sox better, congratulations. Good move. In the intervening time period, the Cubs ought to claim Ian Hamilton on waivers. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have you another podcast up rather soon. I'll attempt to have that one worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs go, and be nice to people.